Welcome back, folks. We are here on episode 18 of the Subcockles Reddit, the only podcast on the internet that doesn't need a catchy punch phrase at the beginning of it. What's wrong, so, with, what's, wait, 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 what's wrong with the tagline? My tagline? No, what's wrong with a tagline? No, there is nothing wrong with a tagline. Yeah, I just because, don't like mine. Because the, uh, the Social Liability Podcast has a, has a tagline. Yeah, a good one. It has a good tagline. My tagline is not good. That's why we don't need it anymore and why I didn't say it. Anyway, I digress. I am your host, The Buck, with my co-host, The Raz. And we have another mixed bag of dicks to you, or to bring to you from the subcockles of Reddit. Uh, posts from relationship advice, malicious compliance, and even one that we're just going to go ahead and start this... Uh, this comedy monkey go round off with from Am I the Asshole? But before we get started, I just want to check in with my good old compadre Razaru here and see how your week's been. Uh, tolerable at best. I mean, it's the holidays. Everyone's everyone's getting ready for, you know, whatever you happen to celebrate in the month of December. And Either everyone is a super chipper happy and it's just annoying to be around, or they're super depressing and grumpy and annoying to be around. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? They do call this the most wonderful time of the year. And I'll tell you what, man. I, I just I can't get over the placebo kindness of people during the holidays. It's like, oh, it's the holidays. We got to be nice. It's yeah, like, really? What, what about... It's, why, it's, do you have, why do you have to be nice? Just when somebody dies and oh he was such a good person no he wasn't he was an asshole don't lie <laughs> yeah i mean like it is not the most wonderful time of the year it is riddled with fake platitudes okay false gratitude and shitty attitudes okay and then on top of that it's fucking cold you can't go outside oh well let's sit by the fire you go ahead build a fire and see how long you actually sit by it. You know, it was 63 degrees here last night at 9 o'clock at night. I was standing in my backyard in a t-shirt playing with the dogs. This morning, the I wake, heavy. this morning I wake up, it is 34 degrees. That sounds a little bit more like it. Okay? And, you know, and that's, that's what this time of year does to you. Okay? So, you know... Every day that ends the letter Y, you should be like a decent fucking human being. It shouldn't be just Christmas that gets you here. So I'm not going to be, well, at least I don't, I don't think I have any Christmas posts or Christmas articles. But like I said, we'll go ahead and get this, uh, <laughs> well, get this shit well, shows. It, it, it's funny because people like, well, you got to be good or you're going to go to hell. You're not a good person. You're, you're just somebody, you know, with a leash. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, I uh, I think that we could we could go down a real deep dark rabbit hole about that hell shit right now, and I'll tell you what, right now, man, nobody wants to nobody wants to hear my fucking questions about that shit. What about all the time that existed before humans got to the planet? Okay, that's well, what I want to know. I'm, I'm going gonna, gonna I'm, happen... I'm, I'm to cut you off because we're gonna, we're not going down the religion rabbit hole. <laughs> well, no, I mean like what happens in 4.5 billion years when science says that the sun becomes a red dwarf, and then like the, I don't see any of that in any book, 
There's not the book of Buck. There's not the book of Raz. Yes, Nobody is. talks about. Well, not not published yet. Self published. Not published yet. Yeah. Well, you know what? You're right, man. Autobiography is a fucking is a fucking self written tale. But either way, like I said, man, we're not gonna we're not gonna go there. Either way, people with your religious whatever, 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 just. Just find just, whatever whatever reason you need to find to be a decent person. I mean, like I guess I'm gonna be I, I'm I'm okay with it. I mean, whatever. If 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 that's the way you want to roll. But here from Am I the asshole? We have user sad abbreviations two sixteen asking, Am I the asshole for calling every morning? The internet says that you're an asshole. Spoiler alert. But we'll just go ahead and jump right into it. My son is a 20-month-old toddler. My wife is a stay-at-home mom. I work six days a week, and I'm usually gone for 12 hours a day. I always check on my son remotely via our nursery cam app, and he's always awake in the mornings around 8. He has a great sleep routine. Our wind-down time starts at the same time every evening. We clean up toys, read a book. When I lay him down, he's still awake. He falls asleep on his own and sleeps all night for at least 12 hours. It's usually after 9 before I have a chance to check on the camera. This morning when I checked, it was 9.12, and some mornings are closer to 10. Every time I look, though, he's awake in the dark and standing in his crib just waiting. When I see this, I immediately turn on the brightest nightlight the camera has and speak to him through the camera app. I always tell him good morning, and I love him. And he usually laughs and says, Dada. Then I leave the app and call my wife to wake her up. I usually have to call three or four times until she finally answers. It's obvious that she just woke up and only because I called. I tell her our son is awake and waiting for her and that she needs to get up to start their day. This morning, while on the phone, I asked if she was going to get him after using the bathroom and she said no. She was going to the kitchen to prepare their breakfast and then she'd get him. I asked her to get him after the bathroom so we could go to the kitchen with her, and she flipped out. She told me it pisses me it pisses her off that I call every morning to tell her how to be a mom, and she has to have a routine. I retorted with, well, your routine sucks, because he's been awake for an hour, and you'd still be asleep. Unknown caller. Oh. Unknown caller? Yeah, from Biglerville, Pennsylvania. We're just going to go ahead and silence our phone here. <laughs> but ahead, let's Jeff. see. Yeah. yeah, sorry about that. But it just bothers me that he has to wait so long. He needs a diaper change. He's probably thirsty, hungry, and just wants to play. Am I wrong, though? Do I need to stop? Please be completely honest with your answers. Thanks. Edit number one. I was banned from commenting within the first hour because I violated a rule in the comment, and that's why I wasn't responding to anyone. I'm a fairly new Reddit user in terms of posting. I normally read a lot, and that's all. And because of this, I had no clue that the temporary comment ban didn't affect my ability to edit the post. I would have edited the post much sooner had I known I was able to regardless of the comment ban. There are so many things that need to be addressed about this post, and the most important one is about my wife. I love her more than anyone on, on Reddit thinks I do. She is an amazing woman and a wonderful mother. I absolutely do not think she is an incompetent parent, nor do I think she neglects my son. 
None of the information I provided was ever supposed to convey that negative message about her. My whole issue was, he's awake. He's been awake. Why are you still asleep? That's all. And she agreed she stays up too late, plus has alarm set now. I showed my wife how this post exploded, and she could not believe the kind of attention it got. She is very much in love with me and does not agree that I am controlling, nor does she believe that I am micromanaging her daily life. Also, because so many people believe that I intentionally left out the medical issues she has, I'll list them here. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> okay, let's hear, let's hear you first. Okay, first off, you are micromanaging the fuck out of your wife. Okay, kids have two parents, and if you're not there, like, butt the fuck out. As long as your kid's alive when you get home and happy and greets you at the door saying da 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 and whatever the fuck your kid does, I think you need to leave your wife alone. You married her because you trust her. You sleep next to her because you trust her. If she doesn't want to get out of bed... Because your kid's not in there crying. Like, I didn't read that. Like, oh, he's in there screaming, please come get me, please come get me, and he's in trauma and distress. It's like, okay, okay. All right, I can, I can see how that might be, you know, something that you think might require a little attention. But because he's standing there quietly, dancing around in his bed, you know, saying dada and cooing and... You know, pretty much entertaining himself. Like, that's kind of a skill the kids need to acquire, man. It's called self-soothing. Leave your fucking wife alone. And, uh, you know, that's just about the nitty-gritty of it, man. I mean, kudos to you for trying to be a stellar dad and make a routine and everything like that. But if both people don't consent and both people don't explicitly agree to your bourgeois fucking routine, then it kind of doesn't get put into play. And you need to stop being a baby about it. You want to check in on your kid. You want to do all this and that and the other thing. Keep on doing it. But if he's not in there crying, then I don't think that you should be calling your wife to fucking micromanage your day. That's all. That's me. So, I am a different kind of cat <laughs> in that I have cameras all over the place. Uh, that's It's been a big quirk of mine for years. I'm a huge proponent of security, um, protecting your home, protecting your family. And my house is covered in cameras. Uh, when my kids were younger, they had cameras that were pointed in their rooms so that you know if something was up, we would know about it. Um, when I leave the house, there are like 27 contact sensors and... Uh, motion sensors all over this house. It's like kind of ridiculous when you think about it. Twenty-four hour monitoring, the whole the whole shebang. Um, I have no problem, you know, with him looking in and checking on the kid. That's that's fine. No problem with that at all. Um, but he, the whole concept of the child's awake—that uh, means that, that you have to go get him up. No. The kid can hang out, you know, unless he's like hollering and screaming. Let him, let him do his thing, man. Leave right. him alone. Uh, yeah, uh, like, and and leave your fucking wife alone too, man. Come on. You know, I mean, like she's sleeping too, and he's obviously not, not okay. So you should. That's why you have cameras to begin with. 
You know, like if you saw that he were like playing with matches, yeah, call your wife, wake her up. Be like, ah, get to the bedroom, kids playing with matches. You know, Azazel just woke up, he's playing with Brimstone. <laughs> okay, all right, cool, 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 cool. Got that, got that. But oh, he's awake and just wants his mommy and he's just cooing and looks so cute and you should go get him. And, uh, you know, you can't do anything by yourself. Since the kid's awake, you have to get up and get him first. Now, it's I, like he's I, not I'm sure like he's part of it. I'm sure part of it is is that the guy's not home and he's feeling a certain kind of way about not being able to spend time with his kid. I, I'm sure that's that plays a certain part of it. Uh, but, dude, um, if, if the kid's not in distress, they don't need to be attached on, the, on mama's hip all the time. Right. Like, do you even have a playroom in your house? Like, what, what is that? Like, what, 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 you know, like, do you have a room where your kid can play? And do you require that him be supervised by, like, a nanny? Like, come on, man. Leave your poor wife alone and let her get some sleep. Anyhow, moving along, we're going to go into malicious compliance, where user Fentesta, oh, excuse me, Lentesta, Apartment manager doesn't take cash for a two-cent bill. Malicious compliance ensues. <laughs> in 2019, I moved from an apartment complex in Celebration, Florida, to a condo. As usual, when you move out of an apartment, you get a final bill, which includes your last month's prorated rent, deductions for damages, security deposit refunds, and the like. We paid it. The next month, I get a call from my wife who says, we've got a follow-up bill in the mail from the apartment management company for two cents. We're both in the tech field, so we laughed at this company's IT department didn't catch that the edge of the case, uh, didn't catch the edge case of spending. So, you know, basically they fucked up the postage and tried to rebuild the people for it. My wife prints out a copy of the bill. I grab two cents from the change jar. The apartment complex is on my daily drive, so I swing by the office, walk in, and tell the manager that I want to pay my last bill. I say, it's two cents, here's the bill, and I have the two cents if you want it. The manager says, we don't take cash, nothing else. There is an awkward pause. I say, I say, I don't expect you to take cash. I expect us to both have a laugh about how the silly computer systems are, and for you to write off the two cents because... It costs you more to process the payment. She says, I'm not going to do that. Again, awkward pause. I say, so you want me to write you a check for two cents and mail it, and you're going to process that check. The manager says, yes, send us a check and we'll process it, and then walks back into her office to end the conversation. So I go home and set up an automatically, automatic monthly bank payment to my apartment complex for Three cents. Then, <laughs> I see where this is going. Uh, and then, because I'm a programmer, I write some code to send a letter once per month saying, I'm so sorry, I overpaid my bill. Please send me a check for the overpayment. And I use an online service that sends postcards in ridiculous sizes up to around 18 by 24, figuring... That it'll be my escalation strategy. So just a quick recap here. Okay. Because because of the apartment complex's 
unwillingness to take a two-cent payment, he's now gone back to his apartment and set up automatic bank drafts for three cents instead of two, three cents, and is going to send it along with a letter or a postcard that is 18 inches by 24 inches tall every month. Okay? <laughs> All right. I like so, this guy already. <laughs> yeah. The first of the next month, I get a call from the apartment company's regional manager after introduce uh, uh, from the apartment company's regional manager. After introducing himself, the next two minutes were the most sincere, oh God, we made a mistake, please don't do this, we'll never contact you again, apology anyone could have hoped for. I stopped the mail and never heard from them again. Did I spend several hours on MC for on malicious compliance for two cents? Yes. Was it worth it? Absolutely. Applause all the way around. Golf clap, folks. Applaud. Golf clap. Yep. Mm-hmm. Well done. Perfectly executed. That, my friend, is a really classy way of saying fuck you. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I gotta say, man, like a lot of these malicious compliance stories, they end up with people really like almost crossing a line sometimes to, to get their point across. And you know what? I'm not going to say that the, the receiving party is undeserving. You know, it hardly ever is. But God, getting somebody who just really like gets somebody right in the rib cage. Like, oh, <laughs> like you can't you can't even shake your head at that. It's like, no, guy went in there, tried to do it. They wanted they didn't want to play ball. So he just brought his own fucking toys like, hmm. I abs I absolutely love it because all oh, you want to be a cunt to me? Okay, well guess what? <laughs> oh yes, you know there's a reason why uh, people don't realize that the word cunt is actually an acronym. It stands for can't understand normal thinking. Okay, <laughs> and this is this is exactly when you should be using the word cunt. What do you think? Oh, absolutely. I mean, this guy's a legend. I mean, <laughs> you're going you're to mess with me? Okay, well, have fun processing my penny every month. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no shit. All right. Now we're going to have to uh, switch away our, uh, our dickhead hats and put on our, our advice hats. All right, man? Oh. Yeah, because we're going to be going into Good, bad, or indifferent. I can give advice. <laughs> oh, yes, I know you can, buddy. So, we're going to go into relationship advice, and we've got a throwaway account. My girlfriend, who's 36, calls me controlling when I disagree with her. I've never been labeled that in past relationships. So, any advice on how to handle these situations differently would be greatly appreciated. Well, I like the way that starts. At least he's admitting that, you know, he might need some advice. Well, okay. Be careful what you ask for, because advice from Raz is like getting a wish on a monkey's paw. But, I mean, you know, whatever. Uh, I'm really struggling with something I've never dealt with in the past relationships. And last night, it all came to a horrible argument. Some background. The relationship has been official for four months. Labels feel, feel weird at my age. She's never been married. I was married for 13 years and have been divorced for three years now. I also have a 15-year-old son. 
and I've dated a little since the divorce. We work at the same company, different jobs, and different departments. Given that we work together, there have been many conversations about work where I've said something that she doesn't agree with. Often this is met with a condescending chuckle while telling me why I'm wrong or why she doesn't agree. I shrug this off because we're both entitled to our own opinion. I don't get the same grace when roles are reversed. Enter last night where I was labeled controlling because of two different disagreements. The first, she went out with a friend for girls night on Wednesday. She had just moved to a new place and needed to return the keys. Since she had plans, I offered to, do, to help do that. To do that, she needed me to meet her at the bar. Her friend and her were going to, uh, that her friend and her were going to. That way I could get the garage door opener. Upon getting there, she asked me to stay for a drink or two. I politely declined and said that it is a girl's night and she has a long week. And I wanted to let her enjoy that. I also felt she was intruding. I also felt I was intruding because I was only invited because I had to stop by. She called this controlling because I spoke for her by assuming she only wanted it to be a girl's night. I told her I wasn't intending to be controlling and that the next time I would handle the situation differently. Just pause for a second. I really thought that this was going to be going a different direction. I really thought that I was going to be able to call this guy an asshole. Uh, yeah. And, <laughs> this is not and, going that direction. <laughs> and, and it does not seem to be moving in that direction. So, the second revolves around phone time. On nights I don't have my son, 50% custody, I am always at her place since she has dogs. When I am, we are generally watching a random show that I wouldn't watch if I wasn't with her. And that's fine. We have different tastes in TV shows. She complains I'm on my phone too much while watching shows. This is another thing she is, that this has never come up. With my son, screen time is something I've always paid attention to. So I pay, so I pay attention to mine. She said I'm on my phone the majority of the time. And in my mind, this didn't jive because my screen time is only around three hours a day, pretty consistently. Between work, emails, and IMs, reading news, sports, social media, texting, etc., it's about three hours. I told her I didn't agree with her, gave my reasons, including how the screen time doesn't compute in my head with that, and that I'm concerned because as we spend more time together, there's going to be times where I'm going to want to do something different, like reading, or some sort of professional, personal development. The conversation turned to her yelling at me, saying, I'm diminishing her feelings. She feels like I am ignoring her, calling me a narcissist and controlling, and saying, I've never considered her feelings, even though I just talked through the first issue and agreed to handle it differently the next time. I will admit, I said I didn't think that screen time was a big deal and wouldn't be upset if she were ever on her phone because I know that she has things going on. I was stunned because I was trying to calmly just explain my side. I was repeatedly saying, I understand what you were saying, but I just don't agree. The conversation with, ended with her saying she understood now what, why my marriage failed and asked if I treated my ex-wife this way. Wow. Ooh. I know this is a long story, and I'm so sorry for that. I'm just at a loss here with any advice on how to handle these things would be great. It's not the first time it's come up, but definitely the worst argument. And to be honest, 
her comment about my ex-wife was so far out of bounds. I'm not sure if things are salvageable. Don't try. Don't try. Bounce, dude. Bounce. Nope. You, you are not controlling. Like, I really thought that I was going to have to, like, give you a come to Jesus talk here, buddy. Bounce. I really, I, re I really thought that Raz and I were just going to unload on you and be like, no, dude, you are a dick. No, you're not, man. No, you need to go. Like, you need to go. This dude, she is weaponizing. Now, if she's if, weaponizing if, if, everything, if but everything he's saying is accurate, and that's a big if, you know, the fact that he's like, like I, no, I'm not going to intrude on your per on your time away from me. I mean, that's huge. I mean, a lot of people, especially in newer relationships, can't handle that concept because what is she doing? She's going out to a bar. She's doing something behind my back. And he's like, no, nah, I'm just, I'm not going to just you, you do your thing. I'm out. You know, no big deal. Uh, if if that is all 100% accurate and she's fucking butthurt about that, oh, I'm sorry. You need to bounce. Yeah, dude, butter. you've got you've got problems, man. It, the controlling thing—that's not you. You're not controlling. It sounds it like she seems is. to. Yeah, I was about ready to say, man. I think that she's she's really like, hmm. She's been drinking that that, femi that feminazi Kool Aid. <laughs> Oh my god! Yeah, I, I I don't even get it. I I don't even get that. It doesn't. It, no, like oh my god! You're not smothering me, you son of a bitch. <laughs> I, I I just I just that is just I'm not even flabbergasted. I'm just gasted. I mean, I don't even. I, wow. I mean, fuck! I date you. I mean, you know, you're you're sitting around letting letting your girlfriend do whatever she wants, watch what she wants on TV, and all you're gonna do is sit there and fuck with your phone. Come on over here, man. Like I, I don't put out, but I'm I, I buy sheets, I'll buy food. Like you you'll at least get a free meal. You know? From DoorDash. I mean <laughs> that's that's that, we we can meet a dasher. My favorite one is John. You know, I, that's so sad. I know my DoorDashers by name. I order out so much. But you know what? I I just, I like the concept. Either way. Oh, man. You know, I was almost getting really excited because this is another throwaway account. But the last throwaway account, he wasn't even a dick. Like, mm, okay. Again, from relationship advice, my my family went to my ex-husband's wedding to the woman he cheated on me with. Hmm. Huh. huh. Wow. So, for starters, I didn't mean to submit that post unfinished yesterday. I don't even know how... Uh, I, I don't even know if it was going to post at all. I definitely had needed to vent. I am in a much better headspace than I was last night, that's for sure. I meant to hit the save draft button instead of the post. They're right next to each other. And clear, and they are. And clearly, there was still a lot of information missing from my from my post. But by the time I signed back on, it already hit the comment limit. So I'm going to clarify some things that I saw in the comments here. There must be something wrong with you if you don't always if you don't have more custody. The courts always favor the mother. My ex-husband and I have a split 50-50 legal custody agreement for both of our for for our sons. This is always the plan from the get-go. This is the legal court matter. The reason 
My sons end up spending more time over my ex-husband's house because he works from home most of the time. And I have an hour and a half commute from to and from work. During the work week, our sons are happier to be at their father's house, the house they grew up in, because it's central to their friends. And since it's a small neighborhood, they can walk to their friend's house instead of needing to rely on an adult for a ride, as they do when they stay at my house. In general, since the co-parenting relationship between my ex is good, we let the boys make the call on who house they want to go to after school. And their decision normally depends on who's home to drive them places, which friends are home, etc. Our sons are very happy, and both my ex-husband and I, as well as my son's new stepmother, are all wonderful parents. You must have done something wrong if you didn't get the house in the divorce. My husband bought me out of my half of the house. We didn't want to force our sons to move, and our house needs a lot of updates. My ex-husband is handy, so he can do all of these improvements on his own. The only common denominator here is you. There must be something wrong with you. A lot of comments just seemed set that there must be an issue with me and my family. Uh, with me, if my family wants to go to my ex's wedding. In truth, I think my family's loyalty to my ex is because of a few things. And the main one was the part of the post that I didn't get to add in. When I first found out about the affair, my mother told me that she sympathized but thought it was my duty to forgive him. <laughs> after, I, after I found out about everything, my ex wanted to reconcile and I said no. Cheating isn't something I could ever forgive, and that was something I had made clear from the beginning. That I would be willing to work through a lot, but not infidelity. My family was furious that I didn't take him back. I think they still hold on to a lot of resentment over that. Moving on, the reason why I didn't finish the post yesterday was because I had gotten a call from my ex-husband, frantic. One of our sons had broke his arm, tripping down some stairs outside. Everyone had been drinking, so they needed me to come and take care of everything. So yeah, I ended up going to my ex-husband's wedding. Dressed in my workout clothes, wearing no makeup. Our son is fine. He is a wild child, and the nurses know him by name. Thanks for all the support. I definitely feel the love. It was insane today to log in and see all those notifications. If I didn't make anything clear enough, please let me know. And to say I'm tired is an understatement. Okay. Well, wow. <laughs> after, after reading all of that, I'm terribly sorry that I'm only reading the updates. I can't find the original story for some reason. It seems to have been deleted from Reddit. But, you know, it'd be a great time to say that I went to my wife's ex-boyfriend's wedding. I actually just got back from that. And you know what? It was a fucking blast. Your wife's ex-boyfriend's wedding. Yeah. Okay. Caregiver, caregiver Katie's ex-boyfriend. Uh, got married, uh, was, was engaged to get married, and invited caregiver Katie to the wedding. I won't say how I know this man, because I don't think that he wants me to put that out on, on, on the air. But I think, I think he's just a fantastic guy. He helped me out of a couple of binds when caregiver Katie and I were in Georgia, and uh, helped me procure things that I couldn't get. You know. Okay. Hey. Yeah, he, he he became one of my best acquisitions specialists 
in the in the in the peach state. We'll just say it like that. So when I found out that that man was getting married, and caregiver Katie told me about it, I was like, "Fuck! I'll fly to Timbuktu to go see that man get hitched." You know. And she's like, well, it's my ex-boyfriend. I was like, I don't give a fuck who he is, man. That's one of the nicest guys I ever met. You know, that's, I mean, you know, and I had a fucking ball. That was the funnest, one of the most fun weddings I had ever been to. You've been to my wedding. Like, what do you say? It was a fucking, it was also fun. (laughs) But I didn't get to stay for the whole thing at your wedding. Because your wife was a cunt. Yeah. (laughs) My, no. Not my wife, my ex-wife. My ex-wife. I traded in my rockfish for a rainbow trout, and I'm happy. And I'll go to her fucking ex-boyfriend, another one of her ex-boyfriend's weddings. I don't give a shit about it. Like, you know what? Once you get divorced and separated, whoever that person ends up with is their motherfucking business entirely. Now I can understand that you know with kids in the equation and shit like that, but in the ultimately at the end of the day, go fuck yourself. You're not allowed. You're not allowed to to sit there and oh well, we have kids together, so I'm gonna I'm gonna micromanage your life too. No, 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 you absolutely will not. And that's about the sink of it. You know. I, I wish that I could have seen the original post on this one instead of just reading the updates and, you know, really just bungling throwing people. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, and, you know, I wanted to stop like halfway through, but then I was like, you know what? I'm committed. It really, it, you know what? Turning your head in a car accident doesn't make it hurt any less. You know what I mean? Like, so what? Your family went to your ex-husband's wedding. They like your ex-husband more than you. Do you think that there's a problem with your ex-husband or a problem with you? Ouch. Hmm? No, I mean, like, let's let's just not put a finer point on it. You know, if your family can't fucking rally behind you, like, nothing that you did, everyone's siding against you. My family's upset that I didn't take him back after he cheated. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I, I don't know. No, 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 no. There's something more there on that one. You know, that, I, I think we only, I, I don't I don't even think we scratched the surface. And I'm actually kind of really upset that everyone here is going to be having Reddit blue balls because of me. And I'm, I, 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 I do apologize for that. I am so sorry, Raz. Do you have any more? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, we're going to be closing the show today with how do you feel? Oh, sorry. From relationship advice, the love of my life wonders men. How do you feel about other women when you're in a relationship? I don't believe I've ever encountered such a loaded question from the tippy top of a fucking post, but we're going to go ahead and dive right into it. Let's. I've hit a wall with my boyfriend of three months. Oh, Jesus fucking Murphy. Three months. It's not a relationship. And you hit a wall? You're just getting to know each other. You, <laughs> like, you just hit a, you hit a wall after three months? Oh, Jesus. I've hit a wall with my boyfriend of three months, and I need your perspective. This is how truly all men feel. And from women. 
if you would be comfortable with hearing those things from your own boyfriends. I started from uh, with my boyfriend. It started with my boyfriend not giving me compliments while he spoke about his coworker. It's not like she hasn't. It's not like she isn't attractive. To what I meant is she's beautiful. For me, this crossed the line, and the more we talked, the worse it got. So basically, guy, uh, girl is pissed because the guy said, "I don't think that my." co-worker isn't attractive i meant to say that i think she's beautiful okay mm -hmm. we've been having conversations the last days and i'm trying to explain what he actually meant the things he said so far are i'm a man so i feel sexual attraction to other women stupid dumb you could have you could have bailed on this whole fucking situation had you not said that sir there's always some slight interest towards other women oh no he proceeded, he proceeded to explain that when he sees attractive women, he sees the potential of them as a girlfriend. But now that he has me, he doesn't have to worry about it. My stomach is in a knot. I really feel uncomfortable, and, it, and I think that this is really wrong. But I am unable to articulate it myself. I can recognize that other, uh, other men being good-looking... I can recognize other men are good-looking. But when I'm in a relationship, I don't see other good-looking men as potential boyfriends. If I was single, I don't feel sexual attraction or have interest in them. He kept trying to explain and said that there's a sexual urge to other women. When he asked me how I view good-looking people, I said that they are good-looking, but that's it. I just see people. He said, I'm just stopping my thoughts before exploring them. Can you please give me an outside perspective? I feel like this is massively wrong, but I am unable to articulate my position better. All right, hold on a second here. All right, I'm just trying to make sure. Okay, there's no ages here. And they're young. And I really wish they're young. <laughs> I, I really, yeah, I, 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 I got no other way to assume that this is because I'll tell you what, man. Boyfriend in this situation, you didn't do yourself any fucking favors. No. No. Well, if God didn't create me this way, the species would die. If God didn't make you the way you are, man would hunt you and eat you. You should have just said that. You should have just said that. You know, you chauvinist fucking... Like, the kid can't be... A guy can't be any more than 23, Listen, 24 years old. There's no harm in window shopping. As long as you're not buying, but you don't go out and tell your wife or your girlfriend, rather, in this case, I'm going to go out and do some window shopping. <laughs> yeah. So sweetheart, come over here. Flash sale on aisle five. No, 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 no. Buddy. First off. I don't have any relationship advice for your girlfriend. Like the original poster of this, I, I would feel exactly the same way you're feeling. My girlfriend came up to me, Carrier Katie Wang came up to me and been like, oh, that's a potential boyfriend right there. I'd be like, what in the motherfucking hell? I got no advice for you. You be as pissed as you want to be. You're absolutely entitled to it. But I do have some advice for your fucking boyfriend. Lie. 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 When you're encountered with those kind of questions, 
okay? There's a little thing that you should do called self-preservation. And it is in that moment. Nobody knows what your imagination looks like but you. This is one time where it's okay. I'm giving you permission. Your wife, tell, your wife asked you flat the fuck out. If this is the way she acts, and this is the way that, that her feelings are evidently going towards, if she says, do you think that girl's attractive? Good lord, no. Fucking lie. Good lord, lie. no. Lie. No, I hate, lie. I, I hate blondes with big, firm breasts. <laughs> lie. Even, <laughs> even if you get caught in it. Well, then why are you looking at her so much? I just can't believe I'm looking at something that gross. <laughs> like... I'm telling double down, double down. There's no way unless she has a machine that can read your actual fucking thoughts that you can get caught. There's none. Avert your eyes and fucking lie. That's it. That's it. Buddy, you really fucked up. Yeah, and this, girl, this relationship ain't going nowhere. No, man. Three months and you've already hit a wall. Come on. And that's not even a wall. That's if you think that's a wall in a relationship, yeah, you're gonna be. If you stay with him for another year, you're gonna wish that this was your smallest problem. That's all I gotta say. But for the rest of you out there, please make sure that you check out Raz and I on our on our actual first podcast, one with a good catchphrase, the sub uh, the social liability podcast. And uh, we can give you information for that in the description. But you can find it on any podcasting platform and wherever you're listening to this one as well. And again, from the Subcockles of Reddit, I'm your host, The Buck, with my co-host, Raz, wishing you all a wonderful, safe, and happy week. And we'll see you next time.